slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July weekend and a lot of people off today, so hopefully uh, you're all enjoying that. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. We are going to begin our look at the Islanders players one by one, and we're going to start off with Ilya Sorokin. Uh, rookie goaltender who played a pretty big role for the team this year. For each player on the roster, we're going to look at what they did during the regular season, what they did during the playoffs, and where they fit into the team's future. We also are going to talk about the Stanley Cup final a little bit and do it from an Islanders perspective. And of course, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So, before we get started, obviously, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, Feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning the Islanders and Lots to talk about during the offseason. We still have the expansion draft, free agency, the NHL entry draft, a lot of stuff going on right now, and we will have it all for you throughout the offseason here on Locked On Islanders. Wanted to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup final, and it's been pretty, pretty one-sided so far. And look, tonight, game four, the Lightning have a chance to sweep the series, close it out in Montreal. But from an Islander's perspective, here is, in my mind, the bottom line. This is going to be the second straight year, barring a miraculous comeback by the Canadiens. This is going to be the second straight year that the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to win the Stanley Cup. And it's also going to be the second straight year that the only team that gave them a really competitive series, or, you know, to keep it even straighter, the team that gave them the best fight along the road to that Stanley Cup for the second straight year 
again, barring a major turnaround by Montreal in the next game or two, is going to be the New York Islanders. And, you know, as an Islander, someone covering the Islanders and looking at it from that perspective, it really makes you wonder if the Islanders are the team that fought the Stanley Cup champions tooth and nail over the last two years, gave them the biggest bump on the road that, you know, they reached eventually reached and win the Stanley Cup, but the team that gave them the best fight two years in a row, the New York Islanders. So how close to being, how close is this team to winning? And, you know, first of all, the obvious question that Islander fans would be asking, and rightfully so, if the Islanders would have found a way to win Game 7 against the Bolts, I mean, you can't guarantee anything, but it looks to me very much like the Islanders are a better team than the Canadiens right now. And you look at through three games, Tampa Bay is outscoring Montreal 14-5. to And only game two was even relatively close at a 3-1 to game. You know, 5-1 in game one, 6-3 in game three. Uh... This has been a very one-sided series, and if the Islanders were going up against Montreal, would it be this one-sided? Maybe not, but would the Islanders have, in my mind, a lead in this series through three games, the way the Habs have been playing and the way the Islanders were playing up until the time they were eliminated? Yeah. I think the Islanders, maybe they'd be up two games to one, maybe it'd be three-nothing. I'm not saying that, and obviously the matchups are different, but... Clearly, two years in a row, the Islanders gave Tampa Bay their best fight, and they got closer this year than they did last year. So, this team, when you think about Game 7, and it was one to nothing, that one goal, that one stinking shorthanded goal... You know, Islander fans and Islander players have got to be asking, hey, couldn't this be us? And it is simultaneously very frustrating and very comforting. Look, at the end of the day, the Islanders are not winning the Stanley Cup this year. Not going to happen. Too late. Been eliminated. But clearly... The Islanders belong in that elite group of teams that have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And they came so, so close. And, you know, we've talked on this show a lot over the last couple of years since I've had the privilege of doing it about what the Islanders need. And we've always said, yeah, you know, one more really good quality goal scorer would probably put this team over the top. But the more I think about it, do the Islanders need that goal scorer to win the Stanley Cup? And the more I think about it, the answer is probably no. No, they don't. Could they use it? Would it help the team's cause? If that 25, 30, 35 goal a year kind of guy is willing to buy into the team system and play 
hockey in all three zones and, 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 you know, sacrifice some offensive production in exchange for team success. Yeah. Yeah. It could make a big difference, especially in a playoff series, especially in a series where you lose game seven on the road, one to nothing on a shorthanded goal. So, but, but at the same time, were the 2020-2021 Islanders good enough to win the Stanley Cup the way they were constituted? And remember, this is even without Anders Lee being available. Yeah, I, I think the longer uh, the dust has settled and the more I think about it and the more I watched the Stanley Cup final series, yeah, I, I think this team is good enough. And like I said, it's both comforting and frustrating at the same time. All right, we've got more to discuss on today's episode. We're going to look at Ilya Sorokin's season and his future with the Islanders, plus uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. You've heard me talk about the great-tasting protein bar that is Built Bar, and they come in nine permanent flavors. We've talked about Cherry Barcia and raspberry and strawberry and cookies and cream. Well, now there is a new flavor that is available this week only. I'm talking about grasshopper cookie. Now, you may ask, what does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without that sugar. It's got only 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. So, Check it out. It is uh, really good, and it's available only this week. And if you haven't tried all of the permanent flavors, well, you could always get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors given to you. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So right now, we're going to begin our look at all the players on the Islanders roster. We are going to take a deep dive every day uh, until we get through all of them during this offseason. And we're going to talk about how they performed during the regular season, how they did during the playoffs, if they played in the playoffs, and what their future looks like with the New York Islanders, or in some cases, uh, you know, guys who won't be back with the New York Islanders. So let's uh, start with rookie goaltender Ilya Sorokin. And yeah, uh, I guess he's not a rookie anymore, but Sorokin, a very good first season with the Islanders. And he came with a lot of hype. We know that much. He you know, was billed as the best goalie outside of the NHL. He had been so outstanding in the KHL, won a championship there, was an all-star several times, you know, clearly an elite goaltender in the KHL, and was with the Islanders in the bubble after signing with them in the playoffs last year, but could not participate. So, he started 21 games for the Islanders this year, and the numbers are very, very good. 13 wins, 6 losses, and 3 overtime losses. 
a 2.17 goals against average and a 9.18 save percentage. Three of his 21 games, or roughly 14 and a third percent, 14.3%, were shutouts. Three shutouts in just 21 starts. Very, very impressive. And it was a rough start. You know, when you think about the first three games that Sorokin started, he was 0-2-1 in those first three games, gave up five game goals against the Rangers in his first appearance when he wasn't given any notice. It was a, the, the second game of the season, wasn't given any notice that he was even going to start until about 10 minutes before the game. He gave up five goals. Islanders were blanked five to nothing. So he, he had two poor outings in his first three games, was 0-2-1 and then went on an eight-game winning streak where we really started to see the goaltender that we knew he was in the KHL. And as the season progressed, we saw Sorokin get more comfortable playing in North America. His personality started coming out more in post-game interviews and he, his sense of humor, and you could tell he was more comfortable with the English language, with his teammates, with living on Long Island and, and in the New York metropolitan area, and that, you know, things were just heading in the right direction for Ilya Sorokin. And, you know, you couldn't have asked for too much more from Sorokin as a rookie than you got. And I think by the end of the season, the beautiful thing about it was that Barry Trotz, who tends to hesitate before trusting untested players, rookies, younger guys. Now, Sorokin's 25. He's not 21 or 19 like a lot of rookies. But you could see by the end of the season that Barry Trotz trusted Ilya Sorokin almost as much as he trusted Simeon Varlamov. And that showed in the opening series where, you know, Varlamov struggled and Sorokin stepped up, played in four games in that series, won all four of them, giving up only nine goals in four games against a very talented an explosive offensive team in the Pittsburgh Penguins ended up struggling in against Boston in his only appearance there. They go back to Varlamov, but when called upon against Tampa Bay, again, Sorokin stepped in, did an okay job, and, you know, really proved that A, he could handle pressure situations, and B, he was ready. That that right now, there are going to be 32 teams in the league. I would say 20 of them, at least, would be very, very happy to trade their starting goaltender for Ilya Sorokin. And this kid, right now, he has shown coolness under pressure. He has excellent reflexes, good vision. And he is adjusting nicely to the NHL. The beautiful thing is, if he stays healthy, he can only get better. And whether it happens this year, which I don't think it will, or a year or two down the line, I could see the Islanders possibly 
moving on from Simeon Varlamov, turning the starting job over to Ilya Sorokin and saving some cap space. Now, Sorokin is a restricted free agent this offseason, but he doesn't have arbitration rights, and he's not going anywhere. So, to me, here's a kid who'll be 26 next month, his best hockey you know, still ahead of him as he continues to adjust to life in North America, and he gives the Islanders a backup goalie who, quite honestly, could start for more than half the teams in this league and is only going to get better. So I was very happy with what I saw over the course of the season from Ilya Sorokin. Are there things he needs to work on? Yeah, he could be slightly better at handling the puck. Uh, I think over the course of the season, that did get a little better, as did his communication with his teammates, but all of that will come. And this is, you know, a great situation where you've got two starting caliber goalies. And if, for whatever reason, Varlamov goes down for a little while or slumps for a little while, the Islanders are in excellent hands with Ilya Sorokin, a goaltender who can start not just for a game or two. You could put him in any game. You ha- you got your season on the line. You you know, you have a game seven. You have a, a, a must-win game to get into the playoffs. I am comfortable with Ilya Sorokin being my goaltender under those circumstances. And I think that says a lot about a kid after just one season in the NHL. All right. We're going to do another player each day uh, until we go through the entire roster, so make sure you join us every weekday for that. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show, including our Islanders' birthday of the day, a popular Islanders player from about a decade ago. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. And there's a lot more going on this week. You've got certainly the Euros in soccer, Wimbledon in tennis. You've got the NBA Finals coming up. The Stanley Cup Finals are still going on. So plenty of things, and you can track all the latest news odds, and info for all your sporting needs right here on BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we want to wish a very happy 41st birthday today to former Islanders winger Trent Hunter, the native of Red Deer, Alberta. 6'3", 210 pounds, and uh, a good, rugged, two-way forward for the Islanders, a guy who could put the puck into the net, you know, let's say between 15 and 25 goals a year, but was uh, physical, could check, and uh, was a good team player, good teammate 
and a, a good guy to interview in the locker room after games as well. Originally selected in the sixth round of the 1998 NHL entry draft by the then Anaheim Mighty Ducks, but made his NHL debut with the Islanders uh, in the 2001-2002 playoffs. He played in four games, had a goal and an assist then, and became a permanent member of the Islanders in 2003-2004 when he had a career high, 25 goals and 51 points, stayed with the Isles through the 2010-2011 season when injuries kind of slowed him down. Spent one more season with the L.A. Kings and then had to hang up his skates. Played in 497 career NHL games, 101 goals, 236 points. Add 14 playoff games, all with the Islanders, four goals and one assist in those. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders. Uh, December 31st, 2003, a little New Year's Eve action at the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh, Islanders and Penguins. Garth Snow, the goaltender for the Islanders in this one, with uh, Sebastian Carone in goal to start the game, at least, for the Penguins. And early on, it was all Islanders. Jason Blake getting things started just 56 seconds into the game. An unassisted goal that made it one to nothing. Islanders, that was his 10th of the year. Midway through the period... Trent Hunter gets on the board, our Islanders' birthday of the day. His 13th from Eric Cairns at 11.34, 2 Islanders. And then in the final closing seconds of the opening stanza, Jason Blake strikes again his 11th of the year, second of the game. Adrian Acoin with the assist at 19.58, 3 nothing Islanders after one. In the second period, Marius Tchaikovsky was off for hooking. But the Islanders get a shorty. Oleg Kavasha, his eighth from Jason Blake and Garth Snow, and it's 4-0 Islanders. Then the Islanders' power play gets their chance. Brooks Orpik off for interference. And Trent Hunter gets his second goal of the day on the power play. His 14th of the year, a coin and Sean Bates with the helpers at 18-27. Islanders were up 5 to nothing. Tom Katsopoulos scored in the closing seconds of the period to make it 5-1, but the Islanders put the finishing touches on it in the third period. Dave Scatcherd, his fifth, Jason Blake and Radek Martinek with the assist at 3:46. Final score, Islanders 6, and the Penguins won a solid road effort for the Islanders. Two goals on five shots on goal for Trent Hunter. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, including the game winner, and Jason Blake with two goals and two assists in this one to lead the Islanders' charge. So, good win that day for the Islanders as they ended the, the year on the right track, and a solid two-goal effort for Trent Hunter. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we wish him all the best on his 41st birthday, and of course, many, many happy more. You know, there is one issue I'm going to bring up right now, and, you know, it's it's something we'll talk about a little bit more in the coming weeks. The expansion draft is fast approaching, and we know the Islanders have a tough decision to make. They're most likely only going to be able to keep three defensemen protected. It's going to be 
Pelik, Pulak, and then either Nick Letty or Scotty Mayfield. And most people think they're going to keep Mayfield uh, because of how well he's played in the playoffs. He's got a smaller contract. He's younger. There are a number of reasons. But the question becomes whether or not it would be in the Islanders' best interests to make some kind of a trade that either would send Nick Letty to Seattle or somewhere else uh, or guarantees that they would not pick Nick Letty in exchange for some kind of a, a, a draft pick that the Islanders would have to give up or a player that they would have to give up and maybe they could take, you know, Andrew Ladd off their hands or if you trade Nick Letty to Seattle, for example, you can get a draft pick in return. Uh, probably not a first-round pick, but, you know, a second, maybe a third. Uh, for Letty, you, you get that $5 million roughly, uh, $5 million in cap relief. The problem is, how do you fill that spot on the blue line? You'd be missing one of your top four defensemen. The obvious answer would be that the Islanders would be betting if they did that on Noah Dobson being able to take a step forward. And then whether you go with a Sebastian Ajo or a Thomas Hickey or uh, you bring in somebody else to be the pairing on the, you know, uh, to be paired with Andy Green, assuming he comes back and, and all indications are he probably will. You know, that would set you up with your top six defensemen. So it's something that we're going to talk more about in the coming days. And we'll figure out, you know, what the best options may be. And But I, I just have a feeling when it comes to the expansion draft that we're going to see something from Barry Trotz that allows the Islanders to make a maneuver that frees up some cap space and protects the players that he cares most about. We will discuss this more in the coming weeks, but I wanted to put it out there today and just basically say that, you know, this is what's coming down the pike. Uh, they're going to lose a player in the expansion draft, and I think Lou Lamborello has a plan to make sure that it's not a player he really wants to lose and that uh, it might give the Islanders some cap relief along the way. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody had a great day. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.